This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be this very, very clear, beautiful Sunday morning here in L.A. Uh, it always starts pretty chilly in the morning. I know we're complaining because it, it, what, hits 50, so <laughs> maybe high 40s. And uh, for us, if we have to put a sweater on or, or a hoodie or a sweatshirt, it's too cold. But I'm sure many parts of the country are saying, to you, what are you guys complaining about? I heard that in some part, like in Utah, it hit like 17, and with windshield, it was below zero. So, uh, yeah, that's cold. So, anyway, here for you, here for your pets. Get a hold of me. Very easy. You can just join me here live. Go to old-fashioned telephone, 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. Or you can join us here live. You just go on to PetLifeRadio.com. That's PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Shows. Scroll to Ask the Vet with Dr. Jeff and click on it. And there's a Zoom link left for you. Just join me here on Zoom. It's great. It's easy. And you can have your pets with you here on Instagram. Just as easy. So come on to Instagram. Have your questions. It's that easy. And speaking of Instagram, I don't know if you guys follow me or not. If you don't follow me, you should follow me. But I did a post on Mason. Mason was that dog with the multiple tumors. They were mast cell tumors. He did amazingly through surgery. He's doing great post-op, but a quick post of him literally chasing a ball. I mean, this poor dog was just sitting, just disintegrating slowly in a cage at the Downey shelter. And now he's running and he's romping. He's playing to other dogs. It is amazing. And this has never happened to me. I don't know how many times it's happened to anybody, but it does happen because I'm sure you've heard the term. It went viral. We're up to 5.3 million views, well over 100,000 likes. I mean, it has just gone nuts. And um, it's fun. It's like, it's a virus. It's just grown on its own. Even to this, I remember it was a million like a week ago. Now it's 5.3, almost 5.4 million views. So, and I'm happy to say that most of the comments have been really positive, but there were a couple that I had to answer that basically said, this poor dog, how can you do that? Why don't you just put him to sleep? What? Put him to sleep? Why Why would I take a dog who had a tumor, we know it was tumors, that had not spread yet, not any evidence of them in the lungs or the liver. Blood test was actually amazing. Dog's only eight, 10 years old, maybe, pit bull. Why wouldn't you try surgery? I mean, look, it could always fail, and at least you tried. But to not even try, that to me, it's just... It's a logic I do not understand. And as I said, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would. And I only think back to my Grover, my 15-year-old Labrador, number of years ago, same tumor, mast cell tumor, 15. Uh, literally, the day of his 15th birthday is when I did a major surgery on him, had, having no idea what the results would be, but I had to try. Bloods were good. Chest was clear. I, I had to try. So we removed it. I, I did as best I can. I couldn't remove it all. So I put him on the same medication that we have Mason on now called Palladia. And P.S. Grover not only made through surgery, not only six months after that, not only a year after that, celebrated his 16th birthday, a half year after that. I finally, we had to finally say goodbye to him at 16 and a half. He went a year and a half after a surgery that people would, would have thought I was nuts to even try it. And so that's how I felt about Mason. 
I'm not going to make a decision just because of age, just because of a tumor. I know it's a bad tumor. We knew that going in. But when I think of what I did for my dog, I said, I could do this possibly for Mason. Anyway, he's doing great. Uh, I'm supposed to see him this week to take staples and stitches out. I mean, we took off, I think it was close to four pounds, three and a half or so pounds of tumor off this poor dog carrying that extra weight. It was like, it was such a burden on him and he's doing great. So for those of you who um, follow the story, thank you. Those of you who, who liked or comment even more, thank you. Because those things add up and it's wonderful to see. And um, anyway, it's a great story. And, you know, hats off to Wags and Walks Rescue because they're the ones that said, you know what? We're going to pull this dog. He looks terrible. He looks awful. Everybody else wants to put him to sleep. He's on death row. We're going to pull him and see what we can do. And they brought it to me and we said, you know what? Let's go for it. So glad I did. Glad they did. In fact, I had one of the other rescue. I think I told you this. I was in last week, the same day that Wags was in with Mason. And he goes, I recognize that dog. <laughs> they went and he wanted to pull it. But his, uh, his superiors at the rescue said, no, it's, it's, it's going to be too much work. And it was a lot of work, but you know what? That kind of work is the best. So anyway, while you're thinking of things to ask me, so anyone uh, who has comments, please share them. In the meantime, any questions, share. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead with my my canned questions. I always, you know, I, I always have some things to talk about. It's hard to find me with things not to talk about. So anyway, for those pet lovers, speaking of social media, mine's not a scam. That I can promise you. But for social media scams where they are praying after people that have big hearts and want to help. So what they do is they post these pictures of these very sad, forlorn dogs, maybe sitting in a shelter, maybe somewhere in a rescue. And they see who comments and who passes it on to their constituents, to their followers. Now they have a bunch of animal bleeding heart followers that people that they know have access to. And then they put out, they're collecting for this poor dog, et cetera, et cetera. And they are scamming you. So the recommendations by the experts, how do you tell? So first of all, if their posts have their comments turned off, if their comments are turned off, it's because they don't want them. They're not interested in your comments. Secondly, they originate from someone with very few followers and the posts themselves lacking specifics about the pet in question, where it is, what shelter, right? what rescue, any kind of history about the animal. These are people that are literally just grabbing sad pictures off the internet, know nothing about the animals. And then you always want to check and get some details before you start helping and paying money towards something. If you are not personally familiar with that particular rescue group, do not. And if you don't know, do some homework and call them, check out with them, send them a private email first and want to know a little bit more about the dog in question. Where is it? And what condition is it in? And what's been done so far? What else does it need? I mean, get some specifics. Don't just blindly give money because a lot of these are just major, major scammers. Now, I reported on it before and now the more I see stories about this, the more real it is. And that is this influenza virus. Now, I'm sure that you can hear it in my voice, and I can tell you that a lot of people that I know uh, right now are sick. Not COVID. We all, everybody tested. It's not COVID. It's this new virus out there. It's a respiratory virus, and it is beating the crap 
out of a lot of people. For me, it, it was more aggressive than most for me because I usually get maybe a day. If I get a cold, it's a day. By the next morning, I'm fine. This one lasted two days as far as my nose and my breathing and all that and my coughing, but I still, you can hear it kind of in a laryngitis. So it is, it's taking its toll on me more than other types of viruses have. So just FYI, in the dog influenza virus, we have two strains, the H3N8 and the newer H3N2. The vaccines are pretty much bivalent. They, they should get both of them. So we are seeing a lot of it, highly contagious, no cases of dogs passing it to people. However, there are some cases where maybe a cat was able to get at least test positive for it, though not showing signs. But the bottom line is it's out there. And a lot of facilities that do boarding, do daycare, groomers, and the like are actually now requiring it. Now, when H3N8 came out years and years ago, it was really not that virulent. I mean, every animal I tested for it came back negative. Now, with this newer strain and the strains that have been now around a little longer, I think they're more virulent. We are seeing more cases of illness because of it. And a lot of these facilities now are requiring it, and for good reason, because they have to shut down for two weeks. And what kind of boarding facility when their business is boarding or a doggy daycare where their business is daycare or a groomer, the business is grooming, they can't shut down for two weeks. That's it's like, you know, yeah, maybe if you want to take a vacation, but usually someone else is covering for you. Here, you have to actually shut down. So therefore, though I'm not a fan of unnecessary vaccines, here, at least in a, a city like LA, I think this, the um, influence of the vaccine is becoming kind of core. I'm still not putting lepto in that category, though a lot of these facilities are and requiring lepto. I'm not a big fan, but Again, better to vaccinate against it. Remember, lepto is the, of all the vaccines, that's the one with the most difficult reaction. It, it's, a lot of animals get a bad reactions to lepto. And um, anyway, it just might be a, a necessary evil, as we say. Okay, so Christmas, it's here. You know, people waking up in the morning, getting a lot of presents. I hope that unless it's something that is expected, that a pet is not one of those presents. Uh, we always say, even if you've spoken to a family, a family member, and you really want to get a puppy for the kids, and they agree, yes, it's great, let's do it, let's do it, and you decide about what you're looking for and the type, you did all the homework. That's good. That's, you, you got it. Still, not recommended to give it now. Wait at least a week. Let the craziness die down. Maybe after New Year's, the holiday, there's just too much going on. There's too much commotion in a house this time of year that the last thing you want to do is bring a new pup in because that pup's going to take a back seat. And who knows, the kids, believe it or not, would rather open their boxes of new trucks or video games than, uh, and take care of a pet, even though they're going to love the pet. I hope so. But anyway, so it's um, one of those things where use common sense. Now, as far as surprising someone with a pet, that is never a good idea. Not a good idea at all. Oh, yeah, but, but he was, they were saying how much they, were, they wanted to get a pet. Yeah, saying, talking about it is not the same as, as actually doing it. And uh, that is a recipe for disaster is to surprise somebody with a living, breathing creature. So uh, for that, we uh, you want to be careful. Let's go on. Oh, so this is also we had, I think this is like the third or fourth municipality in as many weeks where they um, are banning the sale of live pets in pet stores. 
That includes dogs and cats and bunnies. And the only way you can sell, sell, I hate that word, but adopt out for a fee. How's that? Is there has to be a fee. These, these animals are vaccinated. They're clean. They have to be pulled from a shelter. That costs money. So our shelter or animal rescue dogs, those still can be, and again, I use that term loosely, sold at pet stores, made available to the consumer, to the prospective pet parent, is a nicer way to say it, at a pet store. But no more live pets. This is happened in New York. It's going to be starting in 2024. And what they'll also be able to do, and I like this, I really do, because it is very difficult for a lot of rescues, unless they get to go to a Sunday rescue fair where they take a booth to actually show their wares, to display all the wonderful pets they have. So my recommendation, right, is usually to, to wait until you can have uh, one of these rescue fairs. They have them on Sundays, uh, parking lots at pet stores have them. Well, what New York is going to allow is that a pet store, now it's going to have less inventory, is allowed to rent space to a rescue group or a shelter to actually show dogs on a regular basis. So they're basically acting as a middleman and their money will come in because they're basically are, hey, Ira, um, they are going to provide space for these rescue groups. So I think that's a really great solution where everybody wins. The animals are going to have an opportunity to be seen by many. Uh, you don't have to necessarily go in because there's much more foot traffic where a lot of these pet stores are anyway. So take advantage of the foot traffic. And they will uh, be able to uh, display these dogs, talk about them, have a representative from the shelter or the rescue there and giving a little history about the dog, where it came from. I think it's brilliant. So hats off to New York. I think that's a, a great thing. All right. So uh, it is that time. We are going to have some, uh, when we come back, I have a couple of questions. So we're going to answer those questions. Don't go away. Back after these short words from our sponsors here at Pet Life Radio. And we will be right back here on Instagram. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back. We're back here live. Um, so uh, anyway, there are a couple of questions that I wanted to answer. And as I, I was reading, as I'm drinking my coffee uh, for my birthday, that just was uh, a short 11 days ago. My son, I drink coffee in the morning and I use, I have a Keurig, I'm sure you're familiar with Keurig, and I like my Keurig, it's great. And, but Brandon got for himself an espresso. And uh, when I go to his house, I really do like the coffee, it's pretty good. So for my birthday, they got me an espresso. So I'm drinking a really nice frothed kind of uh, coffee. It's, it's really, really cool. And um, anyway, so a question came in from New York Yankee 7 about the foods that we can and can't eat or should, pets should and shouldn't eat 
uh, for the holidays. So, and basically anything that's really too fatty, you want to avoid. Um, things like nuts, macadamia nuts are very fatty. Walnuts, of course, raisins, grapes, anything sugarless that contains xylitol. And beware one thing about xylitol. We talked about this about a month ago. For those of you that weren't on, it is very bothersome to me. So there is a product out there that has a really cool natural name, bark sugar, bark sugar. Now what? Wow. Bark that has a sweetener to it. That's fantastic. It comes from a tree. It's natural. Oh, how cool. Bark sugar is xylitol. And so don't be fooled when you see something sweetened with bark sugar that it would should be safe for even your pets. It is deadly. So be really, really careful. Do not, do not feed anything with bark sugar. It's xylitol. So fatty foods, of course, are bad. Too much sweet stuff is not that good for pets. They like it, but dogs really like fat too. For decoration purposes, obviously, there's a lot of decor going on in the house. It's going to be up all week until New Year's. Be careful of things stringy. Cats love string. When your kids are opening presents and their ribbons and, and you know all that stuff, be careful because that too, they will eat it and they will swallow it and it will cause a foreign body in the gut called a string foreign body and very, very potentially dangerous. Candles, people are burning candles. Still Hanukkah time. We have another tonight, actually, so last night. There are going to be eight candles being lit tonight, and cats are intrigued by flickering flames. Say that 10 times fast, flickering flame. So anyway, again, very important to be careful with that because we don't want them you know, kind of tapping the candle and knocking anything over. So uh, candles, whenever lit, should never be left unattended in a home, especially with animals running around. So greasy foods, still, yeah, I might have latkes tonight, the last chance, right? Fatty foods, anything like that is potentially dangerous for our pets. And, you know, you don't want to really seclude them. They love the company. So just be careful when people coming over that you are, you are watching the doors. If they are getting a little bit too overstimulated, put them in a nice quiet room with some soft music going by themselves with their own safe toys, etc. But, you know, it really is a fun time for everybody. The pets can participate, just be smart. And also, here's an important one, teach your guests, educate your guests not to feed the dogs from the table. There's no doubt when you look at a dog and they're sitting around a family table and who do they put their heads to which lap? Do they hang their heads on, right? With the sad eyes. Yeah, it's the one who usually gives them the food. So, and they know it. So uh, just be careful. <laughs> That's the best clue. You can point your finger at them and say, ah, ah, we know, we know who's feeding the dog. So uh, anyway, that is important. Okay, there was a question also about a dog who's allergic to amoxicillin, has a dermatitis, a skin infection. And so that is... Staphylococcal, what is the best med to get rid of it? Your dog's allergic to amoxicillin. So certain dogs are allergic to the illins, okay? Cephalosporins might be related. So the penicillin derivatives, amoxicillin, ampicillin, penicillin, it says, it says like this. Also, there seems to be some overlap sometimes with the cephalosporins, though not a guaranteed. So anyway, keep that in mind. Uh, there are some other classes of medications. I would say the quinolones, which are enrofloxacin, which is Batril, Marbofloxacin, which is Xenoquin, Orbofloxacin, Orbax. So there are good antibiotics out there. And worst scenario, if that doesn't seem to work, test a little cephalosporin. It's not a guarantee, 
that just because the dog is allergic to amoxicillin, which I would more likely include ampicillin and, and penicillins, but you could be okay with it, especially the newer cephalosporin, cephodoxium, simplicef, all right, cephavesin, which is convenia, because they're like third and fourth generation. They're not as directly related anymore to the um, original Keflex cephalosporin. So keep that in mind as well. And it was another question. What can, can dogs eat during the holidays? Give them some food. Give them, you can, they can eat some vegetables are okay. Understand that with stringy vegetables, things they can have some pure meat, all right? Lean meat is fine. The skin, be careful because skin is usually much fattier. So uh, you don't want to have that. But the thing is, when you're going to give a dog table food, don't give it from the table. There's a lot of things we eat they like. That's fine in moderation. But if you feed it to them from the table, what are you teaching your dog? That, hey, buddy, all you got, I got to do is hang around this table. I'm getting fed. No, cut it up in little pieces, put it in their bowl, stick it on the floor where they normally eat. That's how they can participate. But look, we know they do well with potatoes. They love yams and sweet potatoes. They can pumpkin. There are a lot of things we give our dogs. Meat, chicken is good. White meat, turkey is good. Turkey breast is good. Lean hamburger meat is good. You know, again, fish, salmon. There are a lot of foods that, that animals eat are the same kind of things we eat. Look, look, come on, look at a recipe of a dog food. It's got all this stuff. You're getting things with, you know, your basics, chicken livers. Uh, you have chicken, you have beef, you have lamb, uh, you have venison, you have rabbit. I mean, they're all the same. But the key is, you know, how to do it in moderation and not to spoil them. All right. Exactly. Moderation is key to what they can eat. And by the way, keep something in mind. It's also the key in moderation of what we eat. So, so uh, you know, really, it's, uh, you know, wait, just just wait for those of you who have not hit your late 60s or whatever yet. It's a lot more difficult to maintain your uh, your shape, trust me. And uh, so you got it's got you got to work at it, and it's okay. But I tell you, the payoff is great. Payoff is great. So uh, all right. So any other questions before I go on? I'm waving. Thank you all for joining me. And please check out the story of Mason. Go online if you have any. You know, post it, do repost it, whatever. It's really a great, great story. And boy, when I talk about things that make we love what I do. This is it. And then also about pancreatitis. So Archie, my sister is taking care of Archie. It was our mom's uh, dog who she had before she passed. And Archie is great. And now he's getting up. He's getting up there. 11, 12. That's his pancreatitis. That test, uh, the PSL is really not a, I don't love the test. And it's not high enough for me to worry, uh, especially if he has no clinical signs, which I don't think he does. So if it's just the, the value itself, I don't go, oh, wow, he's 14 and a half. Even, um, it's more amazing. See, he's doing something right. Because uh, 14 and a half is a, is a good old age. So, uh, oh, <laughs> Steve says 14. <laughs> Bethany says 14 and a half. Steve is saying 14, whatever. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Steve, you see, Steve wants to keep it low. You know, keep on the lower side. Because that means he, turning his birthday today, is going to be on the lower side. <laughs> so uh, anyway, he's okay. Stay away from f- fatty foods. Really what it boils down to, keep everything as lean as possible. What predisposes dogs to pancreatitis and especially clinical pancreatitis is too much fat in the diet. So when you see that, now meanwhile, interestingly, the triglyceride count was normal. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not too panicked about this, but if you want to do everything you could, then that's what you're going to do. All right. And happy Hanukkah, all of you as well today. So it's a double whammy. Still Hanukkah. Day seven today, day eight tomorrow, and it's, it's Christmas Day. 
So a lot of times you, we, we will get the, uh, the dates to coincide. Often, I mean, there are times when Hanukkah was during Thanksgiving, because what happens is the calendar goes a little shorter every year, and then there's a leap year, and a leap year is not a, adding a day like we do. In the Jewish calendar, they add an entire month, and it pushes everything back again. So since we just had one, that's why Hanukkah and Christmas are falling around the same time, which is great. All right. So uh, that's all we have time for today. Any questions during the week, you can always reach out to me. I want to see your names following and commenting on Mason, because this story is great. And um, now, you know, at first, I never even thought about something like this. It's never happened to me. I don't, I don't go viral. But my goal now, we're at, I think, 5.4 million. Help us reach 6 million views. That would be a really cool number, 6 million. And uh, yeah, it's really, really great. And my comments, just keep the comments flowing because I love them. All right. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Tomorrow, those of you who are lucky enough to not have to work because tomorrow's a legal holiday, have fun. I will be having fun too, but I'll be having fun at my office seeing patients. And for me, that's a lot of fun. You know, as I said, love to hear about what you think about Mason. And please, if you see some of these negative comments, why did you just put him to sleep and put him in his misery? Does he look like he's in misery? Just please answer for me and say, no, he was in good enough shape to try. And that's what I look at. I would never guarantee a result. But because his, his uh, lungs were clear, his bloods were good, there was no evidence of spread yet, I'm going to do my best. And uh, so far, I'm glad I did. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And we will see you all. Oh, now, next week. Mark, what do you think? Do we do this on New Year's Day? All right. Have a good week. And if I don't, happy, happy New Year. Have a very happy new year. Have a great time. Celebrate well. Celebrate smart. And make sure your pets don't run away during the festivities. And uh, if I don't see you next week, we'll be here two weeks from now. Same bad time, same bad channel. Here on Pet Life Radio and on Instagram Live. And thank you so much for joining me. Have a wonderful Christmas and happy new year. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.